This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Tom Davey, who's the CEO of the car sharing business called Go Get. G'day, Tom. Hi, Alan. How are you doing? Very well. Um, so you've been uh, CEO of this business for a year. It's been going since 2003. Did you take over running it from the founders, or was there another sort of external CEO in between? There was an external CEO before me, and yeah, I, I took over from him. He was the first one after the founders. The founders are still involved, though. They're still on the board, and, and they, they kind of stay close to the business, which is great because you get that kind of founder DNA all through the business. Do they still own the business? What's, what's the ownership structure now? Yeah, they're, they're still part owners on, on the board as well. Yeah. Um, your own journey, uh, you, you came from London, um, uh, worked for UBS for a while and worked in New York and so on. Um, uh, interesting, I mean, total lack of um, uh, suitable background for running a car sharing business in Australia, right? seems to me. Um, thanks for that. Uh, I think... We're, we're, <laughs> well, no, but you've got the job. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think what's interesting about that is, um, so my previous role um, in, in Australia was uh, with Dyson. Um, and actually, um, after UBS, I went into the, the drinks business, uh, drinks industry. And all of the companies that I've worked, uh, worked for, I've always um, believed very passionately in what they do and wanted to work for, for businesses which had a real kind of consumer offering and, and kind of fast growing trying to create something new and the kind of businesses that when you when you talk to people about them you, you see that kind of glint in their eye and they, they they kind of start talking very passionately about it and go get was was a was was fascinating because I, I was at Dyson it's a fantastic business it was growing very quickly and and I got chatting to somebody about this opportunity and and it was one of those ones where I'd, I'd seen go get on the street I thought wow the, the fundamentals of that that's a fantastic business started talking to a few people and and that's when you started th- those conversations about yeah, yeah, this you know this thing has actually changed the way I live. It's really impacted me in such a positive way, and that's what kind of really drew me to it. So, in terms of my kind of my suitability for the business, I guess it's it's around working in businesses which are trying to either create categories, trying to grow very quickly um, to produce that you know that real benefit for the people that they're they're providing a service for. Is it different to what you'd imagined? I mean, uh, we've all seen the go get cars in the street. Um, uh, often, speaking personally, you wonder, you know, how the business works. Did you? Sure. Does it work? in a way that you expected it to? <laughs> it's um, an interesting question, and I, I think some of the, the guys at work are bored of hearing me answer this a, a little bit after a year, but yeah, two big surprises for me coming in. Um, number one was you know, one of the reasons I joined is I saw this this massive opportunity because I could see the fundamentals, and I kind of walked in the door, and within a week or two I went, wow, the opportunity here is so much greater than I realised because whilst we're r- incredibly successful in, in certain areas, there's a lot of areas that we're not in yet in terms of that kind of personal car share as a lot of people might think about it but there's also a huge um, opportunity on the business side which we're also just scratching the surface of so there's this much bigger opportunity than I'd originally realised and then the second thing was Wow, this thing's so much more complicated than, than I than I gave it credit for. Sounds very simple. There's cars parked around near you on on the street. You sign up as a member, get a card, tap in, use it for as little as an hour, and and bring it back. Job done. Um, sounds really straightforward. Um, now that I've uh, been in the business for a year, I can tell you the 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 work that goes into making that work as smoothly as possible um, and creating that service that our members can rely on every single time is phenomenal. And I. The learning curve has been incredibly steep. 
So what is the key to success with the business, apart from dealing with those complications that make it easy for people to tap into the car and so on? Sure. I mean, um, is, it, is it simply having more cars in, in more locations around the place? Because I think you've got 3,000 cars at the moment. That's right, you yeah. You just need to – That's is, right. Is the, success, is the success based on having more and more cars? So it's, it's, this is a very much a demand-led business. So it's about you know, members um, and you know, people out there kind of feeling that need and, and kind of saying, making that choice to say, actually, maybe I don't need to own a car. And you know, we, we know, you know when people start doing the numbers, they can save significant amounts of money. So we had a, a family that we were, we were chatting to recently who were talking about they, they reckon they saved about $6,000 by selling their second car. That enabled them to move house to somewhere where they did so they they didn't need two cars um, because, and they were able to move house there. So there's kind of that that need is out there, and so we need to meet that demand. And yes, we grow therefore by getting much more, more and more members. We have around. 40 or so members per car um, that share each vehicle, but that can be more. Um, so we're currently tracking around 140, 145,000 members. So that it's that membership growth which is important. And then we put, you know, we make sure we're growing the, the kind of the network of vehicles to supply that. So yeah, we're around kind of 3,300 at the moment. Um, but that- so is. It- is 40 an optimal number of members per car? I mean, if so that everyone gets a car when they want it? Yeah, and, and I think that's, you, you ask kind of what makes it work, and I think it's this, it's getting that balance right between making sure that there's the availability, because obviously if, if you are going to rely on us, um, you want to know that there's a car available, so part of it is is absolutely that, it's making sure there's cars available on the street, and there's enough cars around them, um, re- around each member, and therefore you have to get that, that balance about right. Um, and we've been, we've been working Working really hard on that and working with councils, bringing the community with us, making sure everybody understands because that those 40 people that share it, what ends up happening is, yeah, they're all sharing this, this one vehicle on the street and actually quite a large number of them end up deciding not to buy a car when they would otherwise done. And our research, which has then been independently verified, but there's research all around the world that confirms numbers even higher than this, actually, is that actually 10 of those people would have chosen not to buy a car. So for every go-get you see on the street, there's actually 10 people who've chosen not to buy a car. So it actually frees up nine spaces, nine parking spaces, and there's less congestion as a result. So I presume that if there was, I don't know, 80 or 100 members per car, you know, you wouldn't be able to get one when you wanted it. You wouldn't be able to be able to get hold of it because it would be in use all the time. But if there was fewer, like 20 members per car, you wouldn't be profitable. That, that's one of exactly the, the challenge that we have. So we have to get this balance. So yeah, absolutely, as, as you described. So once we get... Um, if the car has, has enough use to justify putting in, uh, a new car down somewhere, then that's absolutely what we do. And if we don't get enough use, then we have to you know, uh, look at that and look, understand the profitability metrics. But there's an element where we have to, we take a bit of a risk on that and we accept some of those um, maybe less well-performing cars to make sure that we provide a good enough service for our members. Is it, is it fundamentally a different business for business users as opposed to personal? Yeah, um, uh, yes and no. I mean, it's it's a, it's a similar thing in terms of those things that we've just been talking about. The, the businesses have to be able to rely on us. It's really interesting how they view how businesses are now using us. So there's the um, there's the replacement. Uh, 
trips for maybe a you know a very long tack there's somebody um, was speaking to me about how they regularly used to go out to French's Forest um, in Sydney and it, because it was so hard to get a taxi back from there they used to get a taxi out there all day do a number of trips and then come back it would cost them $500 they now use GoGet for a day and, and, and that's it and it's so much cheaper for them so there's, there's those kind of use cases but actually what we've seen is a number of businesses looking at their pool car fleets so a number of different businesses have a you know number of cars that are shared amongst the business and um, they actually find that when we you know we help them analyze it and we're actually working with a company called SG Fleet as well who are fleet experts in this area um, and we'll look and analyze their fleet we'll then um, say well why don't you use GoGet instead we can either put our technology in their cars or we can they just use the GoGets um, around where the business is and what they find is they can reduce their fleet that this pool car fleet by up to 50% on all that capital that's previously been tied up in vehicles that they actually didn't need because they're one of the most underutilized uh, assets that they, these businesses have, and then just can go back into the business, and that really helps stimulate growth in the business. So we've had you know. A so number so of this is using delighted. this is using your technology for. Uh, the, the workers of a particular company to share the car rather than ex, you know rather than strangers. Uh, yes, but also also the, the, what we find is that the, the most efficient use is when businesses actually just use the cars that are out there on the street. So if you if you think about it, um, uh, one example often, again, these pool cars are, are in some central location. So as a worker, you have to come into the city, pick up the car, go out to your meeting, bring it back to the city, go back home. Well, actually, if you live in a go-get area and you're a, a business member, you can just use the vehicle outside um, where you live and just go straight to your meeting and straight back again. And it actually saves, you know, so it creates um, a Productivity and efficiency benefit as well. So, so do you think you're disrupting um, the uh, the car hire business or the taxi business, or just simply car ownership, or all three? I think it's interesting. We're meeting this demand and this shift in in desire for. Um, uh, consumers to how they operate and what they own and what they don't, um, and I think that's that we're meeting this need that's already there. So I think that it, there is an element of disruption there. I, I, but I think you know a lot of these things are, are complementary. So for example, you know we're we're right for certain trips. Um, ride taxis are right for different trips. Car hire is maybe right for a different trip out of that, and owning your car is right for somebody who commutes every day because we're not right for that. So we, we there's a segment of the market that we're absolutely right for for where you don't actually need the, this second car or even a primary car if you don't actually use it all that much. So it, it kind of it's a it's a it depends answer, but we effectively fit, there's a there's a wide playing field there that as people realise more and more, you know what they really need to own and what they don't, um, then we fit that niche really well. What sort of revenue does the company have? So we don't dis- we don't disclose that generally, but we're in uh, yeah we're we're um, I'd say we're a good mid-sized uh, Australian company um, and growing really well. Tom, are you finding that um, residential developers are uh, uh, coming to you to put a car nearby so they don't have to provide as much parking? Yeah, exactly that, um, or inside the, the building themselves. So residential developers, one of their biggest costs is parking, particularly if they have to dig down. Um, costs of fortune, we've, we've seen they, they're telling us it's around $100,000 per parking space, which essentially has to get built into the price of the apartment or the unit. And what they're finding is that by offering car share, they actually need fewer, need to build 
fewer spaces. Um, and also that means that they're getting demand from residents who are saying, I don't need a car, so why would I want to pay for a parking space? And actually kind of requesting, and we, we know we heard one recently where um, on the basis of a, of a developer saying they were going to put par- car share in, um, somebody bought a couple of uh, apartments in the, in the unit block specifically because of that because they said look I don't need to own a car myself I don't want a parking spot myself but I do need to be able to use a car as an amenity every now and again um, and CarShare does that for me and and so that's because and the, the developer makes sure that there's what how many how many go gets outside so either outside or actually in the parking, you know, in the parking bays underneath the development, they can do that as as well. So they'll either do, yeah, exactly. And, and then we know it's, again, it's that, that ratio of around one in 10, one in 20. So they'll look at how many residents there are. And we're seeing that across the different cities that we operate in, in both kind of Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney, where you can, you know, and, and they're, they're then, you know, potentially even offering residents um, membership as part of the sale price, which means residents can use the vehicle there, but also in different cities as you can with any go get membership. Yeah, right. Thanks very much for talking to us, Tom. It's been great. Great. Thanks a lot, Alan. I've been talking to Tom Davey, who's the CEO of the car sharing business, Go Get.